Welcome to the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. My name is Frank. I'm the host of the show. Welcome. This is a movie podcast where I discuss and review movies new and old. So tonight will be a new movie, uh, Nope, written and directed by Jordan Peele. But before we get into the review, just a couple of housekeeping items. Again, this is an audio podcast and a video podcast as well. So you can watch the show live as I record or you can watch it on demand. The video version of this podcast podcast is available on YouTube, on Facebook, and on Twitter. So on Facebook and YouTube, you can just search for Let Me Bend Your Ear Podcast. It should take you right to it. Uh, If you watch on Facebook, if you could subscribe to the uh, page, that would be great, or like the page. And if you could subscribe to the YouTube channel, if you do subscribe to the YouTube channel, you'll be able to get notifications whenever I go live, or you can watch it on demand at your convenience. Also on Twitter, if you consume your videos on Twitter, if you go to my Twitter page, it is at BendYourEarPod. If you go to my profile, I haven't said this before, if you click on the likes column, all the videos for the podcast are there. So if you just click on like, every single one that I've done there, uh, you can uh, get the video version right there on Twitter. I am also live on Twitch. Uh, That handle is at BendYourEarPod as well. If you want to email the show, the email for the show is bend your ear podcast at gmail.com so okay let's get right into this one so we're going to be i'm going to be discussing and reviewing the new jordan peele film nope so if you're familiar with jordan peele uh his career has been very interesting of course a lot of people know him as a hilarious comedian who co-hosted the classic sketch comedy show key and peel with michael keegan key uh, they were hilarious that show was great so that's where he comes from, sketch television and comedy. So, of course, back into I think 2019, he kind of shocked the world when he wrote and directed the film Get Out, uh, which was uh, nominated for Best Screenplay, which he won. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya was nominated for Best Actor as well. And it kind of announced the arrival of a new horror director, which coming from the comedy background, I think that took a lot of people by surprise uh, with the skill with which he both wrote and directed that film. And uh, I've seen that film, and it's very good. I haven't reviewed it for the podcast. Uh, I watched it. I don't know why I didn't get to review it on the podcast, but uh, I'm a fan of Get Out. It was very good. His second film was Us, which I have not seen. And I know the reception for that film, both films did incredibly well. Both made over $100 million. And Us, I know, had a kind of a polarizing response. I think people either love it or hate it. I think it's all I know about it. I know a little bit about the movie. I've tried not to get too much into it because obviously with his movies, there's elements of surprise and kind of subverting, um, you know, movie tropes. And, and I know basically all I know about us is it's a a film involving doppelgangers. So I, that's all I really know. And at some point I will watch it and probably review it for the podcast and then actually circle back and review Get Out, uh, even though I've seen that one already, but I have not seen us. So I did see Nope. Uh, So we'll get into that. So, of course, just like his first two movies, uh, it was written and directed by Jordan Peele. Uh, The cast has uh, Daniel Kaluuya, uh, Kiki Palmer, uh, Stephen Young, Brandon uh, Pereira, excuse me, and Michael Wincott. So before I get into the review of the film, I want to talk about the cast, first of all, real quick. I'm going to start. Actually, there's two things about the cast that uh, was surprised. Uh, Donna Mills, and you have to be old like me to know who Donna Mills is. She was a big TV star in the 80s, and I think she was in one of these 80s soap operas. Uh, It was, uh, I want to say Knott's Landing. I think she was on that one. 
But she pops up in this film in a small role as an actress. She's acting in a commercial. And I'll get into what uh, what the main character's job is in a minute. But just to see her was kind of surprising. I haven't seen her in decades. So to see her in a film was, was, was kind of surprising. So if you're from the 80s, you do know who Donna Mills is. She's still around and she was in this film. And the other interesting casting choice was uh, Michael Wincott. Now, I know him specifically. He's been in a bunch of movies, but the one I know him from the best is The Crow, uh, which came out in 93, obviously the, the, the infamous film because of Brandon Lee's uh, tragic death uh, on the set of The Crow. Uh, the Crow is a very good film. Michael Wincott is the bad guy in that movie, and he's fantastic in The Crow. And he's good here as well, and I'll get into his role in a moment. So I thought that was just two interesting elements of the cast that I was kind of surprised to see. So as the film opens, uh, you're, you're, you're placed in a horse farm, Harry's Hollywood Horses. And O.J. is O.J. Hayward is the son of the original owner of it. So as the movie opens, it's O.J. and his dad. His dad played by the fantastic Keith David. Um, they're you know having a conversation. And then all of a sudden, as his dad gets on the horse to ride off, you hear these objects hitting the ground. Boom, boom, boom. You can't really see what they are. And these objects strike uh, O.J.'s dad and uh, knocks him off the horse. He drives him to the hospital and his dad is killed by these objects that are flying from the sky. So that's how the film opens. And actually, the film opens before that with a scene and a kid's uh, or a television sitcom where a, a monkey goes crazy and kills someone. But we'll get into that a little bit later in the movie because that's, that's one, of my, one of my issues with the movie. But we'll get into that later. So the movie flash forward six months. So OJ is taking over the ranch. And one of the things that Peel does well is... He injects kind of different things into his film, but let me let me backtrack a little bit. So, goes to six months later, he's running the 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 horse ranch, and what they do is they provide horses for films. So that's their job. That's what his dad did forever. It's been in the family business forever. So his sister is kind of a part time worker, Emerald. She's played by Kiki Palmer. So she's kind of in and out. She's trying to get other stuff done. She kind of does it to help him really, but uh, OJ really runs the whole thing. And uh, as we come to six months later, you can see that they're financially struggling uh, to the point where OJ actually has to sell his horses or sell some of the of the horses to uh, a an owner of a carnival type show. It's a standing carnival that has a horse show in it. And uh, it's played by he's played by Stephen Young. You'll know him from The Walking Dead. Uh, and he was in Minari uh, last year, the Oscar nominated film. And he plays. Um, Bucky Park. So Bucky's character is a child actor who is referenced at the beginning of the film, uh, working in this sitcom with this with this monkey that goes crazy and and kills some of the cast members. So he's running this park now, kind of trading on his past, kind of trading on the lurid details of what happened to him on his on his sitcom. So he's he's running that with his wife. So that's the basic setup of the film. So as the film progresses, you uh, you start to OJ starts to notice strange things happening, things in the sky that are happening. And if you've seen the trailer for Nope, you you kind of, especially the latest trailer before the film was released, you do know that uh, there's some kind of UFO in the sky, some unidentified flying object. Uh, that's not a secret. That's that's something that's uh, in the uh, the trailer before you see the movie. So there's no spoilers here. So that is the premise of the film. So as the film progresses, uh, you're, they're trying to figure out what's going on. What they end up doing is 
when they notice that there's something going on in the sky, they go to basically like their version of the Best Buy in the area, and they uh, they get uh, Angel Torres, who works there, uh, played by uh, by Brandon Pereira, and he installs cameras for them. He's kind of a UFO enthusiast, so he kind of wants to know what's going on, and of course, um, uh, OJ and Emerald, you know, kind of blow him off. They don't want to tell anybody because the way Emerald sees it, she sees it as an opportunity to capture a UFO and make a lot of money off of it. So there's a good running joke about them ending up going on Oprah because OJ says, oh, like Oprah? And uh, and, and that's their ambition. So uh, what I'm going to get into now is some of the things that I liked about Note. Um, what I did like is the, first of all, let me start with the performances. I'll start there because that's the best thing about this movie. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya, first of all, let me start with him specifically. He is a fantastic actor. So I've seen him in Get Out. I've seen him in Judas and the Black Messiah. And I've seen him in this film. Three very different performances. Uh, you know, obviously different genres of film. And he's a phenomenal actor. He was phenomenal in Get Out. He was phenomenal in Judas and the Black Messiah. And he's very, very good here. His character here is more stoic. So it's a very, he's very quiet, he's very understated, whereas his sister Emerald is kind of talky, wild, kind of, you know, impulsive, kind of, you know, the opposite of him. And it's a great performance, it's a great, quiet, understated performance. And as the things start to transpire, transpire in the film, another thing that's what I love about it is, I had a feeling when I saw the title for this movie, when it was announced that it was uh, Nope, I, I actually went back and I think, uh, you know, Jordan Peele is talking about this, about about African Americans' responses to horror films, and I always go back to, I think it was Raw, Eddie Murphy Raw. I don't think it was Delirious, but one of the famous jokes Eddie Murphy told in Raw was about joking about horror films, about how white people are stupid in horror movies and how they go into houses. And you know, I, I think that if I remember the joke, the punchline is, you know, if it was a black couple that went in the house and they and then somebody said get out, and then they would run out of the house, whereas white people stay. He goes, why do white people stay? So it just reminded me of that, and, and 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 through Nope, it's funny because even the title of the film, I think that's just a catchphrase for, yeah, I'm not dealing with that. Nope, gotta go. Nope, uh, this is bad. So I, I love the title. I, I I totally got it even before I saw the movie, and the movie watching the movie proved what I suspected that title meant. And they say it a couple times throughout the film in very funny and effective ways. But Daniel Kaluuya's performance is great. Actually, all the performances are really good. Kiki Palmer is funny as his sister. Uh, Stephen Young is great as, as, as the child actor that runs the thing. His performance is really good. Uh, the only issue I have, and not even with, with the actor, it's really with the, his, his, his point in the movie. I really don't see why he was in the movie other than to have, because you find out there's a reason that he's buying the horses from OJ. And then that, that's kind of explained as the movie progresses and, it seems like that's the only reason he was there. And then the backstory with the horrible incident that happened with the monkey on the set of his sitcom when he was a little kid. Now, while I don't see it having much to do with the movie itself, one of the scariest scenes in the movie is when they flash back and show the entire sequence of what actually happened. Uh, it's pretty it's pretty violent. It's pretty terrifying. 
Um, and this is where Jordan Peele is really strong. His his visuals are strong. The cinematography here is, is outstanding. Uh, the use of music or silence is outstanding as well. There's a couple of, couple of really good jump scares in the movie as well. Uh, so he's very good at setting an atmosphere, excellent at it. And there's some really good moments of that. And like I said, the performances uh, all the way around are fantastic. Uh, so those are the things I really liked about about Nope is, is, is those aspects of it. Now, I'm going to get to the things that I did not like about it. So it's tricky because, and I don't want to give too much away, you know, so you, if you want to go see the movie, I don't really want to give a lot away. So if you've seen the trailer and you know kind of the setup of the film, it, it, it sets up as a UFO film. There is a UFO that's definitely there. There's something in the sky that they can't identify. That's the whole plot of the movie. They're trying to shoot this and get it. And in Michael Wincott's character, the, who I referenced earlier, who was in The Crow, uh, he plays um, Antler's Holsat, which is who is a cinematographer that they know from one of the commercials that they were shooting. Um, and he's coming, he comes later to help them try to shoot footage of the UFO. So ostensibly, as you're watching the first, like I said, the Nope is two hours and 11 minutes long. It's funny because Nope, it really, the first hour of the movie is really, really good. And the end of the movie is exciting, but as I said in my tweet earlier, uh, the story doesn't sustain. So what I found myself doing after the first hour of the movie, like I said, great performances, kind of setting up what's going on. You don't really know, you know, what's going on with the UFO, what, what, what's going to be the outcome of what happens. So, which is great because it's, it kind of keeps you on the edge of your seat for a while. But what happens is as the, things, as the movie progresses after the hour mark, it's for me, it started to drag. And like I said, Stephen Jung's character to me was, un while the performance is great and he's really good, it didn't really, you could have done this movie without that character completely and even without that backstory. The backstory doesn't really connect to the movie at all. So the second hour of the movie is really more of kind of scenes of things, of them trying to figure it out. It didn't, it didn't coalesce to me in a way that I was expecting. I was hoping, like I said, I didn't even know how it was going to end, which is, is great. Not knowing where it's going to go, and especially with Jordan Peele, he's, he's one to subvert expectations, which I find fantastic. But unfortunately, in this case, it, 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 when you finally find out what's going on, for me anyway, it was a letdown. So, and I'm not going to say any more than that because I don't, like I said, I'm not going to, I'm not going to give any spoilers here. I'm not going to even hint on what that ends up being. So if you want to go see the movie. So for me, that really marred uh, the movie for me. And like I said, I found myself after the hour mark, I thought it was paced really well, but then I thought it got a little bit slow uh, as it was building towards the climax of the film. Now, like I said, the actual climax is well shot well executed there's some good scary moments there and a lot of that is really good and that's what i say when i say there's a lot of there's a lot of really good moments in nope and then the performances are very good again those are the things that i like the things that i didn't like was like i said i think the overall story could have been better as far as how they about what the ufo is what's going on and like i said i know my review is probably going to be the minority as far as the the my thoughts on it and i'll give my van gogh review here in a few minutes but i know i've read some of the early reviews of nope i know it's been getting fantastic reviews um and uh it'll probably do monster business and uh, and i know most of the critics pretty unanimously 
have praised this film as one of the best of the year. I haven't seen all the reviews. I'll read. I've, I've read a few after I watch because I don't read till after I watch the movie. Uh, so I've read a couple of reviews. I've read three or four that were extremely positive. I think I've only read one that was um, kind of down the road I was going on uh, that was a a mixed review. It wasn't a negative review, and I think my review is going to be a mine is a mixed review. Uh, it's definitely it's definitely not a bad movie. There's a lot of it, a lot about the movie to like, uh, but overall my enjoyment of it, I think it's just it's going to be a mixed review for me. Uh, but again, what I want to say, and, I, and it's funny when I think of Jordan Peele as a writer director. He actually reminds me, and this is a compliment uh, of, of Quentin Tarantino. So if you've listened to this podcast for any extended period of time, actually the only Quentin Tarantino film I've reviewed on this podcast, you know, I've seen um, all of his films. I, think, I don't think I've missed any. I've seen pretty much all of his movies. And uh, the only one that I reviewed for this podcast was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which came out obviously in 2019 as well, actually. I think the same year Get Out came out. And uh, kind of the same thing. It, Jordan Peele is a good writer, but I think he, like Tarantino, sometimes I think needs to be a better editor. He's a and from what and Jordan Peele and Quentin Tarantino, what they are for sure is great directors. Uh, Jordan Peele's direction, his visual style, uh, the way he tells the story visually is captivating, and that's what really kept me engrossed through a lot of the movie. Even 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 with my issues notwithstanding, he's an excellent excellent director, just like Tarantino. I just think. This, the, the story could have been better. And I think with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and again, I think uh, I, I'm in the minority with that film as well. Uh, people loved it. I mean, I when I saw the film, I loved Brad Pitt. Knew he was going to win an Oscar. That wasn't even a, a, I called it when I saw the movie and I was six months before the Oscars. But kind of the same thing with Jordan Peele, I think. And like I said, I haven't seen Us. I've seen Get Out. I like Get Out better than I like this film. Now, I know that some of the critical reviews of this film is that this film is his most ambitious movie. I guess I could say it, it's ambitious in the sense that it's telling kind of a sci-fi UFO, you know, type of film. And uh, so I guess it is. I mean, I still think even with the, I think the social commentary in Get Out is more ambitious to me anyway. So I still would put Get Out as a more ambitious movie. But again, I haven't seen Us as, either. So I have, I can't compare those two movies, but I can compare Nope to Get Out. And like I said, I, I, I like Get Out more. And I think actually Get Out is still more ambitious to me as far as what it was doing with the social commentary on race and, and how it kind of, switched it up in that film as well where you the, the 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 bad guys in that movie are not who you would expect to be which I thought was one of the best things about Get Out so with Nope like I said I think it, it, I've got mixed reviews on it there's a lot of things to like but unfortunately the the overall story I think is what kind of undercut it for me so on my Van Gogh review out of five Van Goghs and I, I went back and forth on this one over today when I was thinking about it before recording what I was going to give it, I'm going, I was going to give it, I was hovering between two and a half and three, but I'm going to go with three Van Goghs. So for me on my scale, three means it's a mixed review. Would I recommend you see it? I would recommend you watch Nope if you are a fan of Jordan Peele. Uh, love his other two films. I, I'm sure you'll probably love this one too. Um, so I would recommend it for that. Uh, I can't give it a wholehearted recommendation. And with three Van Goghs, it's not a movie that I would watch again. So whereas something like Get Out, I definitely would watch Get Out again. Uh, but nope, I don't think I would. I, I, like I said, it was good to watch it on the big screen. And also like my, my reviews of Tarantino, the great thing about Tarantino and about Jordan Peele as well, the thing I will say, even with my three Van Gogh review and my issues with nope, 
what I love about it, and I'm glad I got to see it in a movie. I got to be a patron and pay for it and see a movie in the theater. Uh, like I said, I encourage everybody to do that. It's still the best way to watch movies, in my opinion. But what I do love about Jordan Peele and directors, writers, directors, is, again, and I've said this a, a million times on this podcast, and I'll continue to say it. I know a lot of people are very critical of the of the comic book, sequel, tentpole movies that seem to populate the theaters. And of course, they're the most successful. I'm a big fan of a lot of those movies. I'm, you know, I love Marvel movies. I, you know, I love comic book movies, all that stuff. I'm a big fan of it. But I do worry that movies with original stories or dramas, whatever genre you want to look at, uh, is, is kind of an endangered species in the movie theater space. Obviously, you can see movies that are streaming and a lot of these dramas and adult you know, theme dramas end up on the streaming platforms, which is great for someone like me that's busy and can't get to the movies as much as I can, so I can watch and review. But the best place to see them is in the movie theater. And when people like Jordan Peele break through, what what, what I'm very happy for his success is because he's an original voice in film. Even if there's films that I love of his and films that I find okay or, or have issues with like this one, nope. I love the fact that he's telling original stories and that they're successful because that's that's the thing that's going to make these movie companies continue to support artists like him. So I'm very, very happy that he has been very successful, and I'm sure this movie will do well. I'm interested to see what 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 everybody says after the weekend is up, since it just opened today. Um, but like I said, I know the critical uh, reviews have been overwhelmingly positive. Like I said, I think my review is going to be in the minority of people that don't give it a full-throated positive review. Uh, but again, I'm extremely happy that I saw it in the movies. And like I said, there is a lot to like about Nope. And that's the thing that I am positive about. That's the thing that I can recommend if you decide to go see it, even with my three Van Gogh review. Like there's some original things in there. There's a lot of humor in there. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention too, like I said, speaking about um, the Eddie Murphy routine and and, and talking about how, how African-Americans react to things differently. What I did really like about Nope, and I want to say this before I get off the air, is Jordan Peele really does a good job of having the characters take it seriously right from the beginning. There, there wasn't any of that, and I think that's intentional. I think these characters are smart. These characters know something is wrong. It's not the tip. What I liked about it is in, in horror movies, and sometimes it's funny, a lot, you get the dumb, stupid teenager stereotype, whether it's a slasher movie or a regular horror movie. People make stupid decisions and do stupid things in these movies. In this movie, these characters don't do stupid things. They're reacting to a situation. They have a plan of attack on how they're going to do it. And when things don't work out, they change that plan. Everything is thought out and intelligent and well-reasoned. So I love that part of this movie. That's different than most horror movies that you see. So that's that's really one of the things I liked about Note. Uh, that the way they were handling the situation and as the situation evolved, their responses to it evolved. And it was always, they were trying to figure out what was going on in a very intelligent and entertaining way. The relationship between OJ and Emerald is great. They're, they're, they're just, you know, typical siblings with different personalities. So all of that is great. So those are the things I really liked about Nope. So I wanted to get that in there before I was done. So again, my review of Nope is uh, three Van Goghs out of five. So again, if you're a huge fan of Jordan Peele uh, and his first two films, I'm, I'm sure you'll probably like this one as well. I think, I guess, of the three, like I said, they're saying it's the most ambitious. I don't know if it is. I still think Get Out is, as I said earlier. But you be the judge of it. Let me know what you think. Um, so again, Nope, written and directed by Jordan Peele. I'm giving three Van Goghs out of five. So again, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Again, you can find the video version of this podcast on YouTube 
and on Facebook. Just look for Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. You can also find the video version on the Twitter page. The Twitter page for the podcast is at Bend Your Ear Pod. Again, if you want to see the videos, just click on the like column on Twitter and all the videos will pop up there so you can watch anyone you'd like at your leisure. And again, the audio version of this podcast is available wherever you get podcasts. Uh, two things I would ask if you follow me on social media and you see my post on new episodes, if you could just share those, retweet them, like them, that would be great. Uh, this is an independent podcast, and obviously the only way I can get the word out is if people retweet these episodes, comment on them. The other big thing you can do is if you listen to this podcast, if you listen to the audio version on any podcasting platform, you know, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Uh, wherever you listen to it, it's available anywhere. Please rate and review. Hopefully you give it a five-star review. Those are really important because anytime somebody's looking for a new movie podcast, the more ratings and reviews this, this show can generate, the higher in the search results the podcast will come if people are seeking out a new movie podcast. So again, you can follow me on Twitter. Please do. I follow back and I love to interact, talk movies on Twitter. That's at BendYourEarPod. That's also the handle for Instagram. Uh, I am on Twitch as well. The show airs live there. Uh, that handle is at BendYourEarPod. The email for the show, again, is BendYourEarPodcast at gmail.com. And again, you know, feel free to interact with me. I look forward to it. And if you can like and uh, review the show, that would be fantastic as well. Uh, and if you want to get any episodes of this podcast, especially the audio all the way back to episode one, Please, and even if you listen on a podcasting app, I encourage you to check out the website. Uh, it's uh, letmebendyourear.com is the website. So all the episodes are there. The ones that I've started doing video are also there. The links to the YouTube channel are there as well. And all the, my social media links, addresses, and everything is at the site as well. So if you go to letmebendyourear.com, you can download the episodes from there as well if you don't use a podcasting app. So again, I want to thank everyone that was watching. I want to thank everyone for listening. And again, Nope. Written and directed by Jordan Peele. I give three Van Goghs out of five. So everybody have a fantastic week. I will see you next week with another review. Take care.